Welcome to the Luxury Listing Specialist Podcast with Michael Lafito, where top luxury agents reveal their best practices, plus interviews with real estate industry influencers, thought leaders, and luxury marketing experts. You'll come away from each episode with new strategies and tactics to dominate high-end homes in any market. And now for the latest episode of Luxury Listing Specialist, here's your host, luxury real estate expert, coach and trainer, Michael Lafito. Everybody, welcome Luxury Fridays. I'm your host, Michael Lafito. We have an exciting guest today. We got a lot to cover. Uh, just want to go over some uh, recap uh, of previous Luxury Fridays and what's coming on. We already have a guest lined up for next week that I I'm really excited about. We're going to be talking about overcoming obstacles and and goal setting. And this year, we're going to talk about this episode. We'll talk a little bit about some financial goals if you have and trying to figure out what your hourly rate is. We have some examples there. I have a guest from uh, a very luxury second market, but primary market for some. We're going to talk a little bit uh, with Colin here in a minute. And um, he's doing some really exciting things on how to create the ultimate buyer's experience. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. Uh, we have some people watching from our our uh, our Instagram as well. And don't forget on Instagram we have uh, we have the ability to answer questions, but it's much easier to answer those questions through our our YouTube channel or our LinkedIn. So that's where I'm recommending that you guys ask those questions. Uh, again, I'm your host, Michael Lafito. You're in the right place. If you're a team leader, you're an individual agent, you're a broker owner, and you're looking to work smarter, not harder. And uh, that's what we, uh, our goal is for our Friday live streams. If you're a consumer, you're thinking of buying or selling, ask away. But this is geared primarily towards broker owners, team leaders, individual agents. Uh, this is Luxury Fridays. Again, we have some uh, we have some really exciting uh, things to cover today. And just a reminder, if you guys have a question uh, for me or my guest, all you got to do is just type that into the comment section. Type in your questions to the comment section, and we'll get to them. Let me know where you're you're watching from, and um, I'll be bringing my guest on here in a bit. But again, we have our podcast. Uh, we are releasing really great episodes. We just recently released this week at the time of the stream, a podcast talking about time management and working on your green zone, your green activities in the morning. Those are income producing lead gen, following up with prospects, and then doing some of the mundane tasks in the afternoon. That's what our most recent podcast was on. And again, to listen to our podcast, it is on iTunes and Spotify. All you got to do is go to luxurylistingpodcast.com, luxurylistingpodcast. And if you are interested in being a guest on our podcast, shoot me a note. As always, if you have a question, if you're watching a replay of this and you have a question for me, you have a question for the guest, go ahead and shoot me an email, michael at marketingluxurygroup.com, michael at marketingluxurygroup. And again, our podcast is Luxury Listing Podcast. Uh, we do have an exciting announcement. We're going to be uh, going to Cabo, Mexico uh, for our upcoming designation training. So if you are interested in joining me in Cabo, all you got to do is go to luxurydesignation.com, luxurydesignation, 
It's going to be on Friday, March 31st, full day designation training. And uh, we're really excited about it. The last time we did a, a full out designation training in Mexico was on March, March 10th of 2020, just before the pandemic and everything shut down. We were down in Mazatlan helping Keller Williams Mexico launch their luxury division. So this is going to be uh, our first luxury designation training in Mexico since the pandemic. So we're excited about that. And then also we're excited um, to share with you, we are launching a new book called Secrets of Top Luxury Agents, Secrets of Top Luxury Agents. So if you're interested in finding out more information on that, shoot me an email, Michael at Marketing Luxury Group. Uh, bottom line is you would be a contributor to our book by, via chapter. Again, the name of the book is called Secrets of Top Luxury Agents. We're going to be taking applications for that, and we're going to be launching that book by June. You'll have your own book. It's a way to differentiate yourself in your given market. And we're finalizing a special guest as our uh, forward of the book and more to come on that in the future. All right. As always, if you're getting value from this, please leave us a like, leave us a review. Our guests are not compensated. They are donating their time just like I am. And with that being said, I'm going to bring on my guest right now, Colin Kelly. Colin, are you there? All right, Colin, I do not have you volume-wise. Uh, so uh, check your volume. I, I cannot hear you right now. Try speaking again. I can see you perfectly, but I can't hear you. All right, so I'm going to bring Colin back in. And uh, oh, hold on for a second. Try that, Colin. Your mic is not connected. It's saying your mic is not connected. Uh, you know, maybe cancel out. Colin, maybe cancel out your desktop because that's still open too. Um, and maybe cancel that out. I see the camera still on your desktop. Uh, so cancel that out your laptop and try me again and I'll bring you back in. I got Colin Kelly. We're going to be talking about uh, ultimate buyer's experience. He's been licensed for 13 years, did over 25 million last year. His volume of average sale price ranges from 600,000 over a million dollars, depending on uh, how much inventory has at that given time. Um, so, uh, yes, if you guys have a, a question, uh, please type it on. Uh, thank you for your request to be on. The best way for you that are watching on our Instagram is to go to our YouTube channel. Literally, go to youtube.com forward slash at luxury specialist. We'd be happy to bring you on. That's the best way for us to bring you on uh, via via our YouTube channel. Again, you can either go to uh, go to YouTube, type in Marketing Luxury Group, or better yet, go to YouTube forward slash at Luxury Specialist, youtube.com forward slash at Luxury Specialist. That's the way for us to bring you on camera. Uh, all right, I'm going to try Colin again. Let's try this one more time. We, are we working okay now? <laughs> We're working okay. The The image isn't the best, but I can hear you, and that's most important. Uh, Colin, it's like being at Wrigley Field in one of those those obstructed box seats where you've got like the pole in the way. Yeah, we call that obstructed view seats at Wrigley Field where you have the big pole in front of you. In this case, we got a big old, I think, a buffalo uh, out there in Idaho that is in your office, and it's blocking a third of your camera. Even if you want to shift over to your left, 
Um, uh, there you go. Yes, let's do that. That'll be better. This way we got you in full view and we can hear you. I got with us Colin Kelly, uh, Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, correct? Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. Yes, correct. Yes, like heart of the lane in French. Yes. But, uh, I, I took Spanish, so I don't know. I, I could, that could be wrong. Yeah, I'm Italian and I'm from Chicago, so my French isn't the best, but I do appreciate you being on today. And we're going to be talking about a lot of things. Um, tell everybody, I, I mentioned briefly, you've been licensed 13 years. You got a, a team. Last year, you did a little over $25 million. And a topic that I, uh, you and I talked about offline a little bit, I'm always trying to fill voids to our, our viewership, our listenership on uh, various topics. So today we're going to talk about uh, de- uh, the ultimate buyer's experience. In particular, you have a listing as a listing agent or a marketing agent. How can you differentiate your product, in this case, your listing, but how can you differentiate the experience, not just for the buyer, but you represent the seller to create urgency in a shifting market, to create urgency so that a buyer and a buyer's agent will choose your listing over the competition. And that's going to be really what we focus on today. Is, is that is that pretty accurate? I, I think that's accurate. I think that's that, that's you know the, the 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 topic of the day, the topic of the past year. We've gone from a market 12 months ago nationwide where we were seeing multiple offers on almost every property in virtually every price range, and we've gone to a market where obviously we're all aware of the fact that interest rates have have gone up. I refrain from using the term skyrocketed because those of us that have been around for a while saw, you know, six, seven, eight percent interest rates are really are, are what you would see in a healthy market. Mm-hmm. And so much of that is buyer education. And our peer group may or may not have experienced this level yet if they if they haven't been been with it. And so that VIP buyer experience, that ultimate buyer experience where you as the listing agent curate the best possible experience for any buyers that are going through your seller's listings in order that they they just have this immense sense of comfort because there is so much more inventory than there was relative to 12 months ago and we're seeing more price reductions market-wide you see it nationwide if you follow some of the statistics uh the average the one that i saw at the end of q3 i haven't seen any any updates for q4 but nationwide, 38% of properties had a price reduction prior to selling. Yeah. And they sold it all. Yeah. Statistically speaking, um, you know, you're right, 25 to 30%. So we're definitely higher than what uh, than we normally have been. And that is an indication that there might be a shift in the market, right? You hear that shift or shifting from a, a neutral market, balanced market to a, uh, to what we call a a buyer's market, right? And so tell everybody a little bit about your market. You know, people here in Idaho, they think of potatoes, they think of the blue astroturf from Boise State. Tell everybody a little bit about Idaho and what percent of, of uh, the clients that you're working with, as, as well as maybe historically speaking, or maybe, maybe these are jet set destinations. These are second houses. These are investment properties. What percent are you seeing uh, in your market? Well, we're in, in Northern Idaho. For those of you who are unfamiliar with Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, we are about 45 minutes uh, drive time to the east of Spokane, Washington, which is the second largest city in, in Washington. Um, and so people that are not flying in private 
are flying in typically in, into uh, into Spokane's International Airport. Uh, if they're flying in private, there there is a, a private airport, Pappy Boeington Field at Coeur d'Alene, which we do see quite a few of our luxury buyers come through, uh, but a little bit more on that later. Uh, anyways, our average price point at the beginning of last year was right around 525. Okay. We've now dropped down to about 450 where the average price point was. Uh, my average sales price uh, through through Q2 was about 1.2 million. Okay. Uh, and it, and it, it dipped down with with the changing in the market. Sure. Uh, you, you started to see things shift. And and would you say overall your market is uh, what I would call a second home market? It's 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 absolutely a luxury market. It's absolutely absolutely a secondary market. About seventy percent of my clientele uh, comes from out of area. All right, um, so. And so so much of what I'm working with are people that are buying a second or third property, um, or they're retirees that are moving to the area um, and are purchasing their retirement home. So you know you're a second home market there. Uh, you've been licensed for thirteen years. Uh, later, I'll share in the chat a a link. Uh, that a company that is kind of, it's not an auction co company. They sell fractional ownership. They've, they've put together the list and it might be a little biased because it might be their personal list of top 10 markets uh, that are the secondary home markets. And, and uh, there's Idaho isn't in there. Like your part of Idaho isn't in there, but it doesn't mean they're right, you're wrong or vice versa. It's just always important for you as an agent to have your finger on the pulse and understand various tools and resources. So let's talk a little bit about, um, let's talk a little bit about you take on a listing and today's topic. I have Colin Kelly again, real quick. My name is Michael Lafito. For those of you that are watching live, or perhaps you're watching a replay of this, uh, you're watching luxury Fridays. You're listening to perhaps our, our, our podcast and uh, we come to you, uh, with consistent guests that are either top luxury agents, strategic partners, maybe uh, affiliate services that can provide additional tools and resources where we're going to work on mindset. We're going to work on developing a business plan and best practices to protect the consumer, best marketing practices. Literally, uh, just this week at the time of filming this, I was down in Fort Lauderdale. I had a younger agent uh, fly me down there. He secured four listing appointments and a fifth potentially, but we made that into a conference call anywhere from $5.3 million property in Fort Lauderdale to a seven and a half. I went on a $22.9 million listing appointment on the back of the property. Literally, there was a $25 million yacht, 200 foot yacht and on one dock and, and on the other, they had an 82 foot yacht. And so, you know, those are some services that we offer. That's our closer program, but I love touching on other markets and bringing on various guests. So Colin, the topic for you today is going to be um, the ultimate buyer's experience, but we're really talking about it twofold, how you can bring more value to the buyer's agents and so that they have a better experience and they choose your home over the competition. But we, we're going to be really talking about today, how you do that and how you create urgency in a shifting market. And so here we are, we're coming to you Friday. And if you were to put a home live on the MLS at, you know, 1130 in the morning and, you know, many agents, whether it be lower price points where they're lock boxes or they be the luxury homes where a listing agent or someone on your team must accompany, 
Let's talk a little bit about what you're doing to create some urgency a little bit different. So if you put a home on a Friday, what does that look like when you will actually allow showings? Talk to us about that and what the psychology is behind it and, and what some of the best practices that you're implementing to differentiate, Colin. Absolutely. So as you alluded to earlier, we are a secondary market. And the issue when, when you're having the conversation with a seller and you're trying to make sure that they know that they're attaining the best value, the typical traditional real estate process is, oh, gosh, we'll list it on a Thursday and we'll have an open house on a Saturday and a Sunday. And we might have a showing on Friday and we might have two showings on Sunday. And you got somebody flying out, out into town on Wednesday, but you got an offer on Monday that you have to respond to on Tuesday. All the while, your seller isn't feeling like they got the most out of that property. They, they, there was no competition. The sense of urgency was fractured. Um, and one of the things that we're seeing right now is buyer reluctance, is buyers waiting. So in order to combat that, what, what I've strategically started doing is listing homes on a Friday okay. with the with everybody on the understanding within the, the, not only just the agent language, but also the language online that, Hey, we're not going to go ahead and do showings until the following Saturday or the following Sunday, whichever works best for the seller. And that's so going to be within eight, a nine, eight or nine days after you list it. So exactly. You home on the market Friday. Uh, you, it's optimized. You got great photos, maybe, maybe a video, maybe a, a 3d tour. And well, I want to talk about that for a second too. I want to talk about that for a second too, because Typically, before you talk about that, sorry, so just no, it's okay. So, just for those tuning in, talking to Colin Kelly, he's got a real unique system where he he's in the secondary home market, and he's he literally one of the things he's doing to create urgency. He puts in this example a home on Friday, and doesn't allow showing to the following Saturday or Sunday, a full eight or nine days after. So, let's just want to catch everybody up there. Continue. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, and I want to talk about that within the photos because so much of that marketing is critical up front. What we will do is we will put maybe the best eight to 10 photos of the property out there. And if, if people want more, they request them. That way we can actually get into contact and start having those conversations and start creating those relationships, whether it be with the agents or with the individual buyers. Why do we do that? You know this. I know this. How many clients do we sit down with in our offices and we go through photos of a particular property before we go out there. And they've made the decision after looking at 50 photos, whether or not they want to see the property right away, fair or unfair. That's typically the process. So what we strive to do and what my team strives to do, and I, you know, my, I do have three buyer's agents, but what we strive to do is create an environment where there's not as many photos, where you create that sense of allure and you have that, uh, that sense of scarcity again, that we had that worked so well back 12 months ago. Uh, it, and it works in, in your in your seller's favor, but it also works in the buyer inquiry favor. We listed on that Friday and we don't allow any showings out until that weekend. Why do we do that? We start having those conversations of marketing ahead of time. Hey, I've got so-and-so as my buyer and they've got uh, you know a house to sell uh, in, order to, in order to pick it up. You know what? I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to have a conversation with my seller and see if they're open to the opportunity of letting you go ahead and go through first, you know, and, and th that want to be first, problems. right? They want that preview. That's why on Black Friday, people line up to get that flat screen TV that, you know, there's a, a ball game, there's a waiting list people want first. So, so you get the seller on board with this. 
Exactly. And, 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 and the seller's got to be more. What kind of wording are you putting in there in the agent remarks or centralized showing, showing time, one of these services or, or, you know, what, what are you putting on there? Is it just black and white? Uh, first, no showings until, you know, next Saturday at between 11 and one. Now I still allow showing time to occur, but obviously I'm approving things. And instead of rejecting or accepting right away, I'm calling and letting them know what the situation is. You know, Oh my gosh, Michael, thank you so much for, for setting it up and setting the opportunity to go take it. My I'll look at my listing at one, two, three main street. You know, the neat, unique thing about there's a, there's a, I know I put into the agent remarks, those six unique features about main street. Would you like me to tell you about them? Mm-hmm. You know, Oh, that, 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 that home has that no other home in this price range has. Oh, okay. Yeah. Interesting. Let's go ahead and go with that. You know, Hey, in this, Michael, this would probably be you Colin. Why did you only have eight photos? This is a beautiful listing. It's 5,000 square feet. You only had eight photos. Well, I wanted to get the chance to tell you about the most important features so that I can make you look good to your buyers so that you know that much more about that house. Because let's take a step back for a second. Typically, if you've got an agent, even not, not every agent, even in the luxury realm, shows up to their, their high dollar appointments, shows up to their two, three, five million dollar showings. Right. You right. may be there alone. And typically in those homes, you're not talking about a tracked home. You're talking about something that has very, very unique features. And those need to be pinpointed and if I, as the, as the listing representative, can help you as the buyer representative be able to point out those specific and unique features that are unique relative to any other home in that, that, that category or what's available out there, not only do you look better, but you create that level of comfortability with your buyer where they're more interested, they're more curious. All right. So I like that. So, you know, you're making a buyer's agent look good for them and their client. Perfect. Now, talk to me about the conversations you're having with the seller on the benefits to this strategy versus wait. So Colin, if somebody wants to show it Monday or Tuesday, literally you're not going to show it. Yeah. Let's, let's role play a little bit. If I'm that seller, absolutely figure out the benefits of this, like, Hey, the market's shifting a little bit. You know, I don't want to miss out on any showings in this strategy. Like, you know, my friends think I'm nuts. What, 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 why are we doing this Colin? Perfect. So let's, let's have that conversation. Okay. So, what we have the, the ability to do is go ahead and say, if, the, if, the, if I have a conversation with you, with that buyer's agent, and they, they're ready to go, they, they need to get something done, they need to find something fast, you and I, Michael, as the seller, can go ahead and, and allow for an opportunity showing where we set that up ahead of time, where they have that ultimate buyer experience, where they know that they're seeing something before anybody Exclusive. else is. They have an exclusive opportunity. So that's how you handle it, where if I have a buyer, but they're only in town Sunday, they can't wait till next Saturday. They're they're in town now. Exactly. Exactly. It's like, well, I I can appreciate that. Michael, let me get with my seller and have that conversation with them. Let them know what's going on. And I'll see if I can get the opportunity to get you through for that exclusive showing before anybody else is allowed to see it. Okay, perfect. I like that. And so then let's talk about that following Saturday. Are you just opening it up for showings whenever? Or are you having small, narrow windows in that first weekend to, so that there's some overlapping, almost like an open house where people want to get it because they, they know somebody else is in there and like, oh, we're going to miss out. And, and we got to break that down a little bit because it depends on how those first nine days went. Because we set that up for the opportunity showings. We want it to sell before it ever gets to that Saturday. That's that's the goal. Okay. The, 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 the people that are very interested and that are willing to step out there, the people that are willing to jump through the hoops are typically the ones that are your buyers, just like they were 12 months ago 
when they were writing offers that were 10, 20% of our asking and waiving all their contingencies. So people still want to buy homes. We're, we're in a business that, that that's always going to exist because people always have to have a place to live. And within the luxury realm, when you have something that is very unique, it's putting that value proposition across why you want to get in, why you want to have that opportunity to be there before that Saturday. You think about uh, maybe like Neiman Marcus or, or, or one of those other brands where, where you have a buyer that will go buy things for you, where you have that exclusive feeling. Or, you know, the, the if you've got an American Express card and there's certain opportunities that get you in before everybody else, it's yeah. that feeling of that ultimate experience. And that's what people, and, and you know this and as well as I do, in that luxury realm, what they expect. They don't yeah. care that this is X data out here. They want the opportunity to get in ahead of time. Right. And they're, they're not, not used to, they're not used to people telling them no either. <laughs> Say again? They're not used to people telling them no, you can't, can't have it. <laughs> right? They got money. So... Uh, where are you putting in there? No showings till next Saturday or Sunday. Where, where is that? Is that in the description? How does the general public know that? And, you know, because part of this strategy is creating urgency and, and the opportunity to see it beforehand. And so how do they know that? Where is it clearly defined? No showings till next Saturday or Sunday. That's a fantastic question. And I'm glad you asked that. I put that in both the agent remarks and in the showing remarks and how I do it is I put that, you know, the seller has specified no showings until that time frame because so many of us are in MLSs that will say, hey, you have to make this showing available uh, upon, you know, Listing. right away. Right. And it, but here's the thing, very, I, I have yet to come across an MLS that actually defines what that means. Sure. And I have, I belong to four different MLSs and I've had to have conversations with all of those MLSs because I've been called to the mat for it. Hey, you know, you're putting this out there as available, but it's not available until this date. Well, yeah, exactly. That's okay. Where in the rules does it stipulate that I have to make it available upon the buyer's request if it doesn't work for the seller? Right. Where is there anywhere in that language? And so that that becomes, because I know that's a question that a lot of agents have with this strategy is, well, how are you able to do that? It's, it's literally having the conversation with your MLS and knowing your MLS rules in terms of what you can put into your listing descriptions and into your ad copy that's going to benefit your sellers and having that conversation with those MLSs in terms of how that actually benefits everyone as a whole, that they're on a level playing field, those other agents included. Uh, that's a great, great point. So creating urgency. Uh, and so talk to me about some success stories. Talk to me about some things that uh, you've seen where you've gone to market and you've sold ahead of time, or let's say better yet, I'm sure you've had those success stories, correct? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. No, absolutely. In fact, when I was down at uh, EXPCon, I had a, a listing that I brought on that was secondary waterfront over on Hayden Lake. Hayden Lake is a um, is a, is a, a secondary lake to Coeur d'Alene, but there are many people that, that come up for it. Uh, there's a there's a two different golf courses there, one country club, and it, and it, it's a smaller lake, but it's closer into town. So for a lot of people, it has that that just trying to. I I don't know Chicago as well. I don't know what what, sure. what your recreation is there. I'm kind of trying to relate it to something else. Yeah, no, it's fine. We got listeners, people watching in Florida and out of the country right now. I, a lot of times people chime in where they're watching. So so you you have you have a lot of these success stories that where it sells before next Saturday or Sunday. Well, Talk to me about what does it look like. Yeah. So specifically this one, for instance. So what we went ahead and did is we pushed that uh, where we put it on on a Friday. We didn't allow any showings until that date. And I was getting a plethora of calls 
Now, part of that was our marketing looked really good. We, we did some, some neat things with some twilight photos that hadn't been seen in our market for some time. We, you know, obviously we're always trying to focus on points of differentiation within our photos or drones or whether it be 3D walkthroughs or what have you so that there's a, a uniqueness point relative to what we put into our marketing versus what everybody else does. Mm -hmm. I can say unequivocally in my, in my market, no one spends more money on marketing than I do. Yeah. Um, and, and, I, and, I very, and I put that forward and I put together an, an expense sheet. And I show that to my sellers when I'm listing. Hey, you know, the, the, the proof is in the pudding. Here yeah. you go. This is, this is what we actually spend. But anyways, with, with respect to that particular listing out on Hayden Lake, uh, there were a number of different people that went, hey, I've got to get through. I've got a client that has to get through on such and such date. We can't wait until that launch. Okay, perfect. Let me go ahead and have a conversation with my sellers. <laughs> hey, hey, Mr. and Mrs. Seller, you know, these folks are cash buyers. They've got nothing to sell. They missed out on a property here earlier this week. Uh, would you be open to allowing them to come through? And, and this is when I was down at DXPCon, so I had to have my assistant actually there. Would you be open to having them come through with my assistant being there and coming through and doing a walkthrough? Uh, you know, obviously they're very, very motivated. And of course the answer was yes. Um, these folks came through ahead of time. Uh, they, they took their time and then we had a, a showing stack directly behind them as well. Not that we can always do that, but that is always my preference is if I can stack showings behind. Well, long story short, we had a multiple offer situation even in November when interest rates were at some of their highest points on a, on a, on a price point that was double what our average market price point was, actually almost triple what our average market price point was. And we had waived contingencies and we had a waived inspection and that property sold uh, in, in 21 days. Well, that's, that's terrific. So, so that's one end of the spectrum. Talk to me about you launch it and it, it goes to that Saturday or that Sunday. Uh, are you limiting the window where those showings could occur? Is it like an open house type of showing? Like, hey, we're going to open the property from 11 to 1, come by with your clients or send your clients by. Are you doing kind of an open house and going back to those agents with an hour or two window so there's natural overlapping that creates urgency? I have tailored this process. This is something that, I, that I've, that I've kind of gone unique with. I want people to see that there are real people coming through, that it's not when I do one of those 90 minute windows that, hey, you're coming through for a 15 minute interval. Yes, you'll have the ability to do a walkthrough after the fact, but I have these six buyers. By the way, here's showing time. Here's where they're lined up. You can see that these are legitimate because I know there's a lot there's a lot of buyers out there that think that, oh, well, that can't be right. There can't really be that many people that are coming through right now. Yeah. And it's it's showing them that that really is the case. Number one, that, that, that that's really true, because I think transparency and honesty are very, very critical. Yeah. And I also tailor the length of that that showing time frame based upon how many folks we have coming through. If yeah. I only have two buyers coming through in that in that window after nine days, then what I may do is only have that open for an hour and have each person go through for 30 minutes. And Colin, you might say to me, well, Colin, you know, this is a large home. How are they going to get through in that period of time? Well, write the offer, come back. You know, there, there's, there's, you know, you, you can always come back. You can write a contingent, you can have inspections, you can do all of these things. But for the most part, I, I have yet to have much um, pushback on people being in that long. And typically what ends up happening is those buyers run into each other if they're, if they're going over time. And that usually, and I shouldn't say usually, that benefits the seller. When, buy, when buyers see each other coming and going, that's to the benefit of the seller. 
Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, again, those of you that are watching, Michael Lafito here, Luxury Fridays, have Colin Kelly on from Idaho. We're talking about ultimate buyer's experience. He mentioned earlier, taking care of buyer's agents, making sure they feel special. You know, I use the, the term silver platter mentality. They got to feel like you're delivering the answers to their questions and the experience for them and their buyers on a silver platter. So we talked a little bit about that and Colin just kind of went into the, the seven or eight day pause where you put the home on, but you don't allow showings until the following week, but naturally you're going to get inquiries and then you go back to that seller and see if they're going to be okay. I'm sure ahead of time, you tell the seller, right? You manage your expectations. Hey, this is what we're trying to do. So I, I hope to have showings before next week, but I'll vet them and then I'll come to you with those opportunities and you give me the green light if those times work. And then myself or someone on our team will be there. Is that pretty accurate? That, that, is, that is very accurate. That is very okay, accurate. Good. Good. Uh, you and I tell everybody a little bit how you first heard about Michael Lafito and uh, you shared with me something down in Orlando. Uh, tell everybody about how you and I first met and and uh, the value that hopefully we're bringing to you and your your team. Absolutely. Well, uh, we, we have the, the good fortune of a mutual friend of Brian Colhane. And uh, Brian is actually who brought me over to EXP. Uh, it, it took him two years to get me over. I'm stubborn. <laughs> But anyways, I, I came from uh, Sotheby's as a background and then uh, made the move over, you know, saw a lot of the luxury tools that we had within EXP and even everything that we're expanding within our within our toolkit now um, that we're integrating into our marketing um, that really is, is something unique and rivals any other luxury brand. Uh, but anyways, yeah, no, I, I had had conver numerous conversations with uh, Brian and he kind of leveraged you as hey, Colin, you're a luxury agent. This is the guy that I've got here that you really need to meet. And I sought you out uh, when we were down in Orlando. I said, oh, man, you know, my, Michael, I, I don't have the Lux designation yet, but I've followed enough of, of the things that you've said. And, and here's some of the ways that I've kind of tailored that, that, that uh, ultimate buyer experience and how I've tailored my listing presentations uh, in such a way that it, that it benefits all parties. Um, I don't believe in zero sum economics. I believe that, you know, in, in residential real estate, that there, there's all different kinds of winners and making people feel that experience, on, not just on the listing side, which is typically what you and I do, but also on the buyer side where they have that feeling that, hey, they, they, they got the home, they accomplished what they wanted. I believe that there's win-win in everything. And so that's, that's something that I, that I try to accomplish with, with every one of my circumstances. Um, I, I believe that the, the, uh, specific instance that I brought up to you uh, was on a multiple offer type situation. And it was, it was some of the skills within Lux um, that, uh, that I utilized to, to, to push those, those offers back. It was something within the framework of counteroffer intelligence, where going back to those individual buyers and going, hey, here's the deal. We've got five offers. Why are you bringing in a listing price offer? You know, you and I both know that's not going to work. How about you go back to your clients and give me your best offer? And Strangely enough, more often than not, those buyers were the ones that ended up winning because they they, they got that message through. It was, was getting that message through. Yeah. So it's 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 just remembering that we're with, with your fellow agents that we are not in competition, but we're in concert. We're working together. How do we work together towards a common goal? 
Yeah, that's it's a it's a great it's um, a great reminder. Um, so th thank you, by the way, for those nice words. But that that's a great reminder. I I just was in a multiple offer situation uh, this past weekend. Good friends of ours put their home on, sold it above uh, asking price. Literally, uh, you know, a lot of people laughed when they heard the price that we went on. But again, I identified some of the property strengths. The owner did an amazing job, and we accentuated those. And there was a void in the market. Uh, just last night, I uh, secured a, a $1.7 million listing. I was up against a guy that does a lot more volume than us. And I was uh, up against a, a, a former luxury rock star agent. When I say former, she, she was one of the top two or three luxury agents in my market 15, 20 years ago. Um, she, you know, she's a little bit older now. She's got a place out of state. And, uh, but still, you know, you got to bring your A game. You never know who you're up against. Um, so we just secured that one. And it's all about being transparent with people and making them, you know, don't tell them what they want to hear, but be authentic, right? Be authentic. You know, a lot of times these younger agents out there, you know, they watch million dollar agent or they want that, that quick, you know, that easy button, right? There's no such thing as the that was easy, easy button, <laughs> right? And so you got to be ingrained. You got to listen to people. And um, you know, remember, nobody owes you, nobody owes me anything, right? You got to bring enough value so it's a no-brainer that they should hire you, okay? But remember, the most listened-to radio station that consumers listen to is what's in it for them. So, you know, when Colin's going on the listing appointment, you know, all that seller cares about is what are you going to do to sell my home for more money? You know, those buyer's agents, when he's talking about that silver platter, you know, all they care about is what are the features of this home and the benefits of this home that is more valuable than the guy down the street so that my buyer will see that value because nobody wants to overpay for something. So again, being uh, doing a good job as a marketing agent and articulating those benefits is gonna be really important. Uh, any questions, by the way, any questions for Colin Kelly or myself? Again, no matter where you're watching, you don't have to download anything. You can type in your questions right in the comment section. Uh, those of you that are watching on uh, Instagram, I'll try to get to your questions. It's much easier if you go to YouTube. Just go to youtube.com forward slash luxury at luxury specialist. Uh, again, uh, Jermon, hey, how you doing, buddy? Thank you for uh, joining. He's one of our regulars here. And uh, if you guys are wherever you're watching, type in your question for Colin, type in your question for me. If you're watching a replay of this, uh, shoot me an email, michael at marketingluxurygroup.com. Shoot me an email, michael at marketingluxurygroup, and I'll make sure I get over to Colin that question or you get your question over to me. Uh, let me ask you something. Uh, you left Sotheby's and you're not with Sotheby's, you're with EXP, but it doesn't matter if you're with XYZ or or you're with uh, Cobo Banker, or you're with the boutique. Talk to me about some of the limiting beliefs that maybe you had to overcome when you left a luxury brand like Sotheby's. Some people think Compass is a luxury brand or Douglas Elliman. It's all different. There's boutiques in your market that I've never heard of, right? But that are luxury brand. Tell me a little bit about some of the, the struggles that internally you went with where you're, man, I'm leaving a luxury brand for a brand that maybe isn't known for luxury. Uh, what kept you awake at night? Well, and I, that was, you know, to, to reiterate kind of what we talked about before, why it took two years for, for Brian to get me to make the jump. 
Um, it was one of those things where I'd gotten that comfortability with a particular brand, you know, knew what those marketing materials look like, et cetera. And, and Sotheby's does an amazing job of making everything very generic. And it doesn't matter if you show uh, are very, very new or you're very, very skilled as a luxury agent. Everything looks very pretty. Everything looks very, very similar and looks very, very good. Where the struggle for me lay, and nothing wrong with that whatsoever, is that was hard to differentiate. Uh, you know, if you just went with that generic listing package, and, and I, I, I dare say I don't want to go generic. I don't, I don't want to say anything negative here. Sure, sure. Um, but that it was just so rudimentary. And I felt like there were always more things that I was trying to add. Uh, I'm a big believer that no competitive advantage lasts forever. And so you've always got to be looking forward. Um, you know, we were way back 13 years ago, we were some of the first people to bring in that HDR type photography into our market. In fact, that we weren't, we weren't some of, we were the first people to bring it into our market. And so that was a unique niche that lasted for all of about three to six months. <laughs> Once people started asking and asking those questions, um, you know, something that we still leverage and we don't necessarily put it out there openly in our marketing, but we do it when people request it, especially if they're not going to be able to see a property ahead of time is Matterport 3D. Uh, I, as, as of this date, and I, I was, my st stats, I believe are from back in July, 2022, only 2% of listings in the United States actually had 3d photography, which to me is kind of amazing. Um, I was actually interviewed for our local paper here, the, the Coeur d'Alene press on where I felt that was going to go. I, I still feel like once, once we get stabilized, I feel like that's still going to be the wave of the future. Buyers want to be able to see as much as they can ahead of time and be educated. Uh, but our job as the listing agents is to make it something where our property sizzles and where they have to ask those questions and come to us as the resource. Uh, mm -hmm. And so we can't, it, it's, there's a fine dance between putting as much beautiful marketing out there as possible and still having that allure. Ruth's Chris, for instance, they don't sell steaks. Anybody can sell a steak. Ruth's Chris sells the sizzle. When you go to Ruth's Chris, they bring that plate out. It's still hot. It's popping. That's where the interest is. You have to raise that napkin up to make sure you're not getting grease all over your white shirt. And I'm wearing a white shirt right now, which is always right. makes me paranoid. But anyways, that, that's that's where you have to think of your marketing being is you're, you're selling the sizzle. What, what makes you different on a marketing level uh, with the same product? Because there's really only three things that we can affect, price, condition, marketing. And it brings me into a, a, another uh, point with respect to you know, if, if you feel like you're in, a, in those pricing discussions with your sellers and I get from Friday to that to that next Friday and, you know, people ask me, well, what do you do if you don't have much interest? Well, I don't know about you. I'm, I'm in communication with my listers, with 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 my sellers daily on those. If I'm not getting calls on that price range on that Saturday going, hey, Monday, we may need to adjust here. You know, uh, we went through the weekend. You know what? Where we, where we were priced at, I know this is what we thought we were going to go into, but we've got to be very, very competitive. And the fact that we haven't gotten any calls to get into this one, we may need to adjust this price. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Conversely, and, and, I, and this is something I'm still tweaking, if I get five phone calls the first day, you know, we, we also set that expectation as well. And, and my sellers are aware of all, all of those on their way through. Well, that's... that's uh... You know, really some great insights. Uh, again, to recap, uh, Colin Kelly talking a little bit about both ultimate buyer's experience uh, so that the buyer's agents can go back to their clients with 
more information on the property, bring more value to them. It's a win-win, makes that buyer's agent look good. But he also talks about creating urgency with a process that he uses. And differentiate is key. Differentiate, you talked about the 3D tour. For me, I'm a big video guy, more so than the matter reports. Um, certain clients don't want every room photographed. They don't want you to see every nook and cranny. So you can think about security there. But some really good insights, Colin. I appreciate what you're doing. If somebody wants to get in touch with you, what's the best way for them to do that? The best way to get in touch with me, you can reach out to me in my email, which is my first name, Colin, at founders, like founders of the nation, foundersgroupnw.com. And then you can reach out to me as well at uh, my, go ahead and send me a text, 208-597-3700. I wanted to key in on something else that you just said as well. Please. Um, with respect to these luxury properties, and, and one of the reasons that, I, that I'm very careful with these Matterports, for specifically that reason, uh, especially in these upper tier properties, uh, we'll require a non-disclosure agreement in order to release those out. We don't necessarily put those out openly on the market because, as you and I know, the Internet's forever to one degree or another. Mm-hmm. Even if the hosting goes down on one of those, um, you know, for security purposes, you can't just necessarily put those things out there. So I'm, I'm very, very careful to let people know what that looks like and whether we host it internally, you know, or whether it or whether they're okay with it going out to Zillow and, and catching every possible marketing eye there is. But that's yeah. a, that's a very, very valid point. And uh, to your point as well, you've got to leverage video as well. People ask me what's more important, video or 3D. And I my answer is always both. Good, good. Well, I appreciate your time, Colin. Keep raising the bar and uh, hope to see you at a upcoming conference. I'm going to be in New York at the Inman Conference. That's my next event. I appreciate what you're doing for the industry. And uh, it was a pleasure. Thank you. Hey, thank you again. Always a pleasure, Michael. All right. Thank you. Colin Kelly. Uh, Colin mentioned uh, photos and videos. You're absolutely right. Uh, and 3D tours. Uh, you know, everybody's got different perspective. He answered both. And I think that's a great answer. You know, if you were to say one or the other, I think you can leverage video more through SEO, through YouTube, through social media. Uh, but I do think uh, 3D tours are important uh, for the right properties. Uh, you know, we just toured, I just toured a $22.9 million property in Fort Lauderdale. And uh, without playing Monday morning quarterback on the previous agent, you know, the owners provided the agent with professional photos and the agent used those. The agent didn't even take his own photos. You know, there were definitely some voids in the way that home was positioned through uh, through drones and through video and through social media and accentuating the best features. And that's really what a marketing agent's job is to, to do is position the home in its best light possible. Uh, again, want to share with you guys one, uh, one thing as well. I had somebody recently reach out to me about coaching. Their goal was to make $500,000 uh, in 2023 as an agent. And so I want to share with you uh, some quick math on what I shared with them. So their annual goal uh, was $500,000. Again, there's 52 weeks in a year. They wanted to take two weeks off. So 50 working weeks in their calendar year. And they said on average, they worked about 40 hours a week. They'd like to work less, but the reality is through prospecting lead gen, positioning their properties, homes about 40 hours a week. So the math is real simple, 50 working weeks, 40 hours a week, that's 2,000 working hours in a year. If they want to make $500,000, you divide that by the working hours that they're going to work in a year. And so that equals $250 per hour. 
So I challenge them to work on things that are lead gen and the green zone, so to speak, that was on our last podcast. Again, our last podcast just released uh, this morning, our 224th podcast. You can check that out by going to luxurylistingpodcast.com. But you got to ask yourself in this case, is what I'm doing worth $250 an hour if it's filling up flyers? I had a client reach out to me yesterday about hanging an under contract sign. I delegate that out to a third party service. I wish they would have got out there a little bit quicker for my client. But yes, could I have run out there or my assistant to put under contract? But you got to know what your hourly rate is so you can focus on income producing activities or producing activities that will get your clients home sold versus getting uh, you know, stuck in the weeds of the mundane activities. So I hope this is helpful to you. So figure out what your annual goal is income wise, figure out how many weeks you want to take off and then figure out how many hours a week on average you work and then divide that and you'll figure out, you'll calculate what your hourly rate is. I hope this is helpful to you. As always, if you have a question for me, please don't hesitate to shoot me an email, Michael at Marketing Luxury Group. It's on the screen right now, Michael at MarketingLuxuryGroup.com. And just a reminder, we are going to be launching, we are going to be launching, oh, let me, before I forget, I, I'm going to be dropping in right now a, a link in the comment section to the top luxury secondary home markets of 2022 last year. You can click on that link that I just put in the comment section. But I do want to share with you, if you'd like more information on our next training, go to luxurydesignation.com. It's going to be in Cabo. And I also want to let you know about a book opportunity. If you want to contribute to our next book, which is called Secrets of Top Luxury Agents, shoot me a note, shoot me an email, call me, find me on the internet. My name is Michael Lafito. Until next time, I appreciate you. Keep raising the bar in the industry. Make others feel better. Don't be arrogant. Humility is a good thing. I'm coaching up an agent. Won't mention his name. He's, he needs you know, just a reminder. It's okay to be confident, but don't come across as arrogant. Sellers or buyers don't want to work with arrogant people. Nobody owes you anything. My name is Michael Levito. Keep raising the bar for the industry. Until next time, prove others wrong.